What's going on, guys? Support for today's program is brought to you by Manscaped, the Lawnmower 4.0 and Ultra Smooth Package, and they really nailed it this time. So I was using a different trimmer a little while ago, and there was always one area I would get caught up on and pulling on the hair and bleeding and everything, and it was driving me crazy. I could always have to, like, baby my way around it. But a couple months ago, I started using the Lawnmower 4.0. I've had no issues. I breeze right through that area. And there's no more cuts, no more nicks, no more bruises. So everything's going really good. Guys, as bodybuilders, we're hairy as hell. And we always got to keep everything in check. And the least you can do is keep your junk in check for the misses. So listen, go to manscaped.com and use code RBP or go to manscaped.com backslash RBP and get the 20% off plus free shipping. Guys, the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped has taken off across the globe not only in the US, also in Canada, the UK, Australia, and many other countries. Inside the package, you'll get the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer. You guys know you got to keep your ears and nose clean. You'll also get the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Toner, Manscaped Boxer Briefs, and the Travel Bag, which I love. I think it's leather. It feels actually really good. And it's pretty big, so you can fit all your stuff in there. So listen, guys, go to manscaped.com, use code RBP, get 20% off, plus free shipping, or go to manscaped.com backslash RBP and get the 20% off plus free shipping. Enjoy it. I know it's going to help you guys out. It helps me. Thanks for watching guys. What's up? What's going on? What's up, guys? Hey, how are you guys doing? Roman. <sighs> Roman, how much bigger did you get from last week to this week? How many what? How many pounds did you gain from last week to this week? Oh, actually, I think I gained. It's always hard in uh, pounds, but I crushed my my old best. Um, I only know kilos. How many, I, I how, many kilo, how many kilos are you? I was 128.4. That was my best ever. And now I'm 129.2. There you go. Times so, 2.2 yeah. is 284 pounds. Yes. Fuck, that's, and your fucking glutes are striated still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing good. I think that's impossible for his glutes not to be striated. But his whole body, I'm not, okay, maybe I just, maybe I'm focusing too much on the glutes. <laughs> his whole body is fucking striated. Yeah, uh, 200, it doesn't make sense, man. It doesn't make sense. Um, Ian, two-time so, champion. What's going on, man? Not much. It feels pretty good, that one. <laughs> did you see my, did you see my breakdown? I didn't. You didn't? I got, ro <laughs> I got roasted by one of your fans. Why? Because you had someone else winning? <sighs> Well, if you watch it, it won't it won't sound as bad as just saying that. But I said you guys are very close, and I said you guys could go either way. And I said the show, I said the show, uh, I picked third and fourth, and fifth and sixth, pretty much all all the way through. But between you guys, I was like, I don't really know what's going to happen. But it was more based on his history. I'm like, I was like, I and actually, it was more based on his height. I thought his height because I know he's big. And you're big, so I thought maybe the height plus the size would overcome. So I thought I'm like I think Steve's probably going to edge him out, but I go, but I said he's got to be on 100. percent Yeah. So, and then you fucking showed up and just killed everybody. I think I figured out what it is with you though. I was talking to somebody about you and the win, and 
um, kind of the heat you get online sometimes. And remember, I think you said something to me once about you have a Dorian Yates effect where it's like people don't get it unless they see it in person. Yeah. You know what I think that is? I think it's density of muscle. I think it's density of muscle. And I think skin texture doesn't convert online super, super well, you know? No, nope. I think like where, you know, certain things like you could look at like, say Phil and I in a back double. Okay. Where people could say, you know, Phil kill, Phil kills Ian on the back double where, where, you know, they can look at something like, okay, his back might be a little better. My legs are significantly better and they'll just see glute striations and hamstring separation, but they don't see the quality of the skin. You know, where I think when you're in, in person, you know, you can see like, and I think a really good picture that shows it is that one of us all doing front lat spreads from the back. Um, and you can see yeah. the quality this, of my skin where when the judges are eight feet away with those lights, that quality of the skin comes through so much different. You okay, know, can, I, can I interrupt you for a second? I just want to see if I, I'm getting what you're saying, because I don't think people listening are going to understand 100%. When you say quality of skin, you mean the grain and conditioning that's showing through the skin. Is that what you're talking yes. about? Where like, you know, on, on video, you can maybe see separation and detail and stuff like that, that shows, you know, like the actual like lines that are there. I think when you're in person, the dryness and the thinness, you know, like my glutes, like you can see that in that one picture, it's like literally see-through my skin, you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm completely almost see-through. And I think in certain things you can see, you know, like when in a, like the back shots I use, cause say like the, the lines in my glutes might not be any deeper than anybody else's, but that's just because that's how that's as deep as it goes for me, you know? Yeah. But when you're 10 feet away, you can see the thinness of that skin in comparison, the thinness of the skin, my hamstrings, the thinness of the skin, my lower back, you know, the, the texture of the skin of my quads. Like these are things you can see in person that I don't think convert super, super well over video. Um, you know, and I think that's the thing I have, I think I have a very dry, hard texture that, and not necessarily super insane detail and separation. Um, so you can get someone like Phil, for example, that has really good detail and separation, but I would be significantly drier and harder in terms of like a thin skin texture. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that shows vastly different in person versus. So, yeah. so that's a good point. I never thought of that. I guess Dorian had, Dorian Yates had that same quality yeah but what i was talking about and I, I think could be part of it also is when i i i always use this example when i competed against victor martinez in 2014 he beat me at the toronto pro mm -hmm. and when people looked at photos they're like man you beat victor you beat victor that's bullshit and i was like you guys weren't standing next to him yeah like the roundness of his back and his rear delts and his hamstrings and like you can't necessarily see that in a 2D photo. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the density and the thickness of a muscle, like the way your back pops out at the judges, yeah, is not going to show in a 2D photo. It's something you have to see in 3D, right? No, and I think also things, certain, it's, it's like an abstractness that almost comes across in video that isn't so abstract in person. Like say, for example, when you watch a video, you could just see, okay, Steve is structurally bigger than Ian. Yeah. When you're sitting 10 feet in front of it, you don't see that quite as obvious as what you see in person is like, like I said, you know, these other things of the quality and the, the pop and all these things that will show that you won't see looking back like, 
you know, when you lose those details like that and you just see the silhouette of, okay, Steve is bigger, you know? So you're saying, so you're saying, so just so, again, so I can clarify. So you're saying if I'm standing 50 feet away or a photo is taken from a hundred feet away, I can see the structural prettiness of Steve's physique, mm-hmm. but it's not enough to overcome. Like you're, there's other qualities that you can see when you're 10 feet away that, that you're that not going to see in that. You're 10 feet away, I think overshine certain other things you That's know right. yeah yeah and i think okay. you know when you're really really close like it it looks vastly different like that right so what do you think what do you think it was that gave you the how close were you guys in points was it straight first so in in finals i had straight first in pre-judging all three of us split points so how was in pre-judging because it was five judges so a perfect yeah. score was a three here not a five okay just yeah. for people yeah. um so well just explain so we they dumped a high score and the lowest score so we're left with three yeah, exactly. So you have yeah. five judges, perfect score, you know, like if it would be a five and then you're dumping a one and a one because that's a perfect score. And then you end with a three or yeah. in a seven man panel at like bigger shows, you'd have a perfect score as a seven, you dump a one and a one, you would end up with a five. So in pre-judging, uh, I had a five, Steve had a six and Phil had a seven. So we were really close one point. So yeah. I still was winning after pre-judging, yeah. but there was one point between all three of us. At finals, I had a three and Steve and Phil actually split points. They were seven, eight. So the actual scores at the end of the show, I was actually closer alone and Steve and and, uh, uh, Phil were actually a closer battle than I was with anyone. At finals, yeah. Did you, what what happened at finals to make that separation? Did you guys do something different? I think, uh, no, nothing different. I think, you know, Tampa was the same thing. I'm just historically a little better later in the day. No, but I mean, like, I know you didn't do anything different strategy-wise, but I mean, like, your body, did it just fill out more or dry out more? Like I, was, I, was, I think I was significantly crisper and more detailed, yeah. Okay. Like, I, I was already, I think, very, very good condition-wise and, and enough that I was still edging them after pre-judging. Obviously, and the scores were indicative of that. Um, but I think they worked us really hard in pre-judging. Like, we were posing for seven, eight, nine minutes, you know, plus you do your 60 second individual thing. Plus you do the numerical call out. So, I mean, all in all, I was doing like 12, 13 minutes of posing, which is a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had quite a bit of, of water come out, you know, I was already very dry, but like, I don't, I don't, you, I use almost no diuretics and don't drop water at all. You know, I keep yeah. drinking right through. So there's obviously something in there to come out. Um, you know, so I think after they worked us really hard in pre-judging and I sweat a fair amount, um, we didn't replace a ton of it. Like I got some hydration back in just to like, you know, take the edge off, but I obviously had pushed out a lot of water and then we kept the food very, very minimal. Like I, my meals were like a hundred grams of rice, and like 80 grams of beef. Like they were tiny little girl meals. And I just had like two or three of those, you know? just to kind of keep things on edge and like keep me where I was yep. not like push the fullness anymore. Um, but it gave me the opportunity to kind of keep that water that had come out out. Um, and then I just came back. I relaxed. Like the stress was zero. Like I felt honestly, no stress at the show. None. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew I looked really good. I knew it was going to take a really good version of Steve to beat me. And I knew that I was better than the week before. So that for Phil to have closed that gap that I had created in Tampa was going to be very, very difficult. Um, you know, I, I know I looked really good and I also felt no ill will whatsoever. If I didn't win the show, like if I yeah. came back at night and I didn't win against Steve, I would feel okay that the better man won and that I brought the best I possibly could have to, to that stage. And that 
people were going to recognize that no matter what, you know, yeah. even if, if Phil or Steven won, um, you know, and I came second, I knew that when those pictures came out and people saw how I looked, I was going to get the respect that I deserved, just like at the Olympia and that the placing was going to be overshined by how good I looked. And I didn't I really think, care. I think it did. It's good that you were thinking that way, but I think it did matter more than you realized because I think a lot of people see Steve as in that top six of the Olympia. Oh, no. And I think After- by you, I think by you, kind of making that hurdle and now you're in that conversation right yeah, no so. and I, I don't mean in terms of i think the gravity of the situation in terms of what it could mean for me and my career my momentum and, and beating steve in his hometown never failed to dawn on me i understood yeah. that it was a tall mountain to climb and that if i did beat steve that this was going to be the biggest moment of my bodybuilding career thus far in terms yeah. of accomplishments you know i was very aware of that but I knew I looked so good that I, I didn't care. You know, you brought your I really best. Wanted yeah. to like I yeah. look. I wanted that win more than anything. Like I'm not a religious guy. By like anyone that knows me knows I'm like the complete opposite of that. But when we were standing there about to go on stage for finals, I was like praying to myself. I'm like, if there's ever one, if there's ever one you give me here, like, please be the, this be it. You know? when, you, when you fucking need it, you ask for it, huh? You, <laughs> right. you finally use a fucking card, huh? That's, <laughs> that's enough to convert you right there, eh? So. That's, that's right. Guys, see that shit? But only when it, in times of need, you fucking become religious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as you want the man, you just fucking come help yeah. you a little bit. Yeah, that's a yeah. guy, that's a guy on his deathbed praying. Like I know yeah. I never like you know. Yeah. <laughs> Roman, no, you- I, it was just one. I I wanted it so bad, but I was so content with how everything had gone. Like I'd had so much fun that weekend, man. These guys put on such a good show there in Texas. Like you know, it was just the the crowd and that pre judging was so electric, and like there was there was just nothing could get me down at that point. You know, like I knew I looked fucking sick, and it was just if I had no one. I knew either way that the conversation online was going to be very split and that people would again, were going to say, Ian could have won, Ian could have this. And yeah. that was enough for me at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, and I had said this before the show, like, you know, I really want to beat Steve and I knew what it could do for my career, but I also just want to go there and have it be a conversation that, Hey, this could have gone another way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean- and that's exactly what I did. And I just, I was just lucky that that conversation happened still after the show i mean there's still debate and i i think there should be that was a very close show but that the decision went towards my direction not somebody else's right yeah roman did you get a chance to watch the show yes did you watch yeah. the live stream or just get photos i watched the live stream what did you what did you think i mean obviously you think the judges nailed all the placings i don't want you to say anything bad about ian while he's sitting here <laughs> but do you think <laughs> do you think all the placings were like according to what you thought they should be yeah, most definitely. And uh, uh, when when we say when we say structure, yeah, because we we said uh, Kuglo is prettier than Ian. Well, I said that from far away. That's that was my the statement I made. Why? What's wrong with that? I don't agree with that. I think okay. that Ian had. That's fair. When we say when we say structure, I think like uh, that shoulder width, waist, uh, and quad width thing, like an X frame. I think Ian had this one, like from from the standing relaxed to the um, side triceps all the way. He had that's like. Not, um, I don't think that's not, necessarily the way I meant it, though. I didn't. I don't mean just shoulder to waist to thigh ratio, right? Because that's generally what you mean when you mean structure. I guess I meant. I, I agree with both of you here because I agree with Roman. I think in certain like shoulder to width to waist, I think I, I am actually 
superior to Steve in some ways. And in the side shots, I think I can cinch my waist in tighter. I do have a, but I, I agree with Fuad here in that Steve, in terms of a silhouette, is very daunting. You that's know? not where that's not where I was going. I mean, that's part of it. That's part of it. But part of what I was saying is just the way Steve's muscle insertions are. Yeah, like he's very everything sinks in the way you it fits think. right. Everything yeah. fit, fits the way a physique should, right? Like the lats sink all the way into the hip. The shoulders are nice and round. There's a split in the chest. It's like the chest is blocked off like a square. Like everything is very, very well fit and finished, right? So whereas Ian is more of like a rugged, it's just thick as fuck. It's not necessarily like perfectly fit together, Yeah, but he destroys people that way. So that's kind of the way I meant it. I didn't necessarily mean it in like a silhouette because silhouette wise, I think Roman, you're right. They both have wide shoulders, small waist, good flaring quads uh but i i think i meant more that's, and that's what makes that's what makes steve so hard to beat i mean and when i look at the show it's like he has one of those physiques where you look at and you're like i can't really pick out anything wrong with steve's physique yeah yeah it's like when steve stands there it's that's one of his best poses yeah just standing there i mean because structurally he just yeah he like just he's humongous there, like, in standing. person and his his chest is good his shoulders are good his arms is good his back is good his legs are good his calves are outrageous like there's not really anything you can pick that's like bad you know yes. where you know like i could be like okay you know my legs are probably the best by far but then okay my chest is a little shallow on my front shots okay my triceps don't indent is good my calves are definitely not as we big know as all your weaknesses Ian. you don't have to go through them i, I just want to tell everyone <laughs> if i say uh, it first they can't say it after exactly <laughs> no but um you guys are gonna roast me for fucking saying this but steve's steve's physique reminds me of mine only in one sense not as I, I was ever i was ever that big but he doesn't what, have your can <laughs> we're both can yeah <laughs> no in, in a sense that nothing it's like this when i think of like ben pakulski right you think of shoulders and you think of legs there's yeah. like these these glaring like whoa like holy fuck yeah. right and when you look at steve it's like ian said there's nothing that jumps out at you like a crazy body part and there's nothing that's weak yeah and that's all kind of always how i looked this at my physique is, is yeah. certain similar in that aspect to like someone like brayon and why brayon was so good like when you look at yeah. brayon you know, obviously structurally like Brayon's a, a small guy, not a big guy like Steve, but when you look at his physique, you can't really say anything is exceptional other than maybe his back double, but anything is like insane and weak, anything, yeah. anything is bad. It's yeah. like, you look at it and you're like, what is wrong with this? Nothing really. And that's why he was so difficult to beat and so dominant the first couple of years. Cause you know, it was, it really took someone that was just physically, significantly more dominant than him just mm. be a better bigger structure uh because from a muscularity standpoint and a structure standpoint everything is just like an 8.5 out of 10 just like you know awesome you know roman where does where does the best roman place in that lineup <laughs> <laughs> you're maybe maybe six I knew you're gonna say that. You fucking, I, you know what? You're the last person I should ask because you're gonna shit all over yourself every time I ask you. Um, what? Uh, speaking of uh, Breon, that Robert Tim's guy, uh, Mister Classic Physique, the guy who won the that was he was impressive as a motherfucker. I'm like the first thing I thought of was I gotta ask Ian about, yeah. about Chris because every yeah, time look, because I, every I, wait a minute every time I ask you about Chris on this show, 
you say, ah, there's nobody there. He's hands down above everybody, blah, blah, blah. And I'm always with you. But yeah. now I'm like, wait a minute. This hey, guy's- anyone who was there who saw me see this guy will know that when I saw this guy, I was like, where we got our hands full with this. Because <laughs> like, I mean, there's like, look, and he's also kind of different here because there's things you can pick that aren't like his quads, not nearly yeah. as good as Chris's, it, yeah. but it works is that's the awesome thing with it. Like yeah. his quads aren't super wide and flaring, but then I try and picture him with like big quads. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't look good. You know, I know. Like his, gonna, it just, I'm- his lines are so slick. Like his fucking midsection is like razor sharp. He's fucking, he's, challenging chris in terms of how good looking he is you know he's just everything well, about i mean his, some people might say he's better looking i hey man you can make that case for sure <laughs> he's extremely handsome you know and his physique just fucking flows so how much crazy. does the handsomeness matter on stage do you think roman do you think how handsome a guy matters in, in classic not in, bo- in hey, bodybuilding yes. nobody <laughs> cares bodybuilders are ugly but in classic you come up with like a warthog face on that that top five at the classic you're gonna stand out man because those guys are all fucking handsome you know <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> definitely and i think i think it even matters in the open i do too is that Seriously. why ian is ian better looking than steve is that why he won no i don't think so that's close they're pretty equal in that one yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> that's why it was such a close show so we're yeah. so we're so equally good looking, you know. Who's the best looking open bodybuilder? Ooh, it it was like before it was like Frank McGrath and Evan and shit. I don't know. Steve Kuklo's a fucking good looking chap. He's good looking, man. Yeah, like is and, he the and best? The, is how he the, big he is in person, like that. The like height just, too. The yeah. height that just he's just like a, he's just like a manly man, you know, like <laughs> just like Texas bred like manly man. It's hard. It's hard not to like Steve, you know, like. I feel like we should all start holding hands with this conversation. Roman, is there a better looking? Is there a better looking open bodybuilder than Steve? Yeah, I'm really trying to come up. Wait with a minute, one. let let Roman answer. I want to know. I'm thinking too. <sighs> He's got some really pretty teeth. Nathan's got good teeth. I'll give, yeah. I'll give Nathan. Give Nathan Nathan's got a smile that is is pretty good. Nathan's know? got good teeth. Motherfucker yeah. came with the teeth comment. <laughs> all right, we'll come back to it. So. In classic here, I'm going to pull up. Uh, I pulled up Robert Robert Tim's. Robert. All right, get a video. Don't go pictures. Get find the video of him. But even pictures, I mean, look at this man. But yeah, I, I, know. I, you know, it's crazy. Is I see what you're saying about the quads, but you're also right that it fits. It looks like it should be there. Yeah, because like go down to the front double picture or like a, the one down there with his hands on his head. Yeah, this one. See, like his quads are not big at all. These are older. Let me, photos, let me tell you something. Oh no, this is this photo. This is yeah. This I tanned with him. He's fucking huge. He's man. This guy in person is fucking gigantic. He's like two forty seven or something. Yeah, he's fucking big. His back is back is crazy. And he's one of these things like 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 Kuklo, where you don't really get the gravity of how big this guy is until you're five feet away from him. One hundred percent. Holy shit! This dude's huge. Kuklo, did you tan with it? I meant uh, guy. Did you tan with him naked? Uh no, stop. <laughs> but like, go back. Restart that video. Restart that. We missed that opening scene. One second. Well, I don't know how to. Let's, I got to close it and reopen it. Yeah, but like, look when he walks up, and like, look at this front double. Like, his quads are small, but it, like, it works so nicely. I think it's his waist is so small that it just all fits. Like, oh, it's so pretty, man. This I think, shot, I even think this is a lot of muscle. I don't love his back double. Something honestly, about it. I think his back double is crazy, man. Look at the way it's the crazy last in wrap. terms of a bodybuilding standpoint, but I think from a posing standpoint, there's something he needs to change with it. Like, this is insane. Look at that waist, man. It's crazy. I think um, when I think when the average guy. Not average guy, you know, okay, let me rephrase this. 
the average, this is way too much muscle for the average guy. But what I'm saying is when, a, when a guy wants to become a bodybuilder, I think this is the physique they think of. He's got a big chest, big arms, big shoulders, big back legs. Aren't overly big. This I don't is think- a very, this is a physique I look at and I'm like, this is like golden era bodybuilding yeah. fucking pump to the max, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I look at that and this is the shape of physique I think of when I think of those guys. Cause like they didn't have, you know, the crazy gigantic flaring quads, but like everything fits so perfectly. His posing is nice. His conditioning is flawless. He could be a little tighter through the glutes and hands, but I mean, you're nitpicking at that point. You know? So the like, question, the question is the main, the million dollar question is, can he beat Chris? Uh, and let me ask you a second question. Uh, a few follow-ups actually that are important. How much do you guys think, and I'll ask Guy, because Guy hasn't said shit this whole time. You haven't. I haven't had anything directed towards me. Well, I'm directing at you. Well, you were in the car. Now you're home. Um, How much do you think social media popularity, looks, attitude, all that plays into, let's say they step on stage and points-wise, physique-wise, they're 100% even. Does all that shit play into Chris winning because he's got such a following and such a personality? I don't think so because I think Brayon is, is, was winning and before, you know, and he's not that. And I think, you know, there's a lot of guys that can be very good. And I think, I think Robert also has a very good essence that a lot of people could get behind if he was the champion. So I, I don't think that that's not, I don't think that would ever be a deciding factor. Um, in terms of the answer to the question, could he be Chris? Could he? Maybe. Will he? I don't think so. I think Chris is going to be, improved and i think chris still has even though i think robert has some really great shots i think chris in terms of certain x frame and his silhouette like that is is so imposing you know and i think you're also like chris won't be daunted by the size of robert like some guys will were at that show you know you have to remember chris is going to be similar size to that chris has bigger quads chris has you know, a tiny, tiny waist like this. But you totally, but Ian, you totally took Guy's question. Well, Guy sat there silent. <laughs> I thought he was, he was, he was thinking. <laughs> now, I'm I'm like, I was like, you're Ian, you're, Ian, you're just then, a quick, quicker and... thinker than the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Aside That's my from, answer. I, no, Guy, answer. Can I? Okay. I, I'm going to disagree with you, with Ian. And I don't know if Guy, I don't know, Guy, you, do you agree with what Ian said or no? I'm going to let you go and then I'm going to say my, my, my piece. Okay, I'm saying all things even. Like, let's say they look at their physiques and they're like, fuck, these guys are dead even, right? But that doesn't exist. But let's just say it does. Points-wise, they can't decide, right? Sure. They, they, that exists. I think it. I think there's a time when two guys step on stage and you just can't make a choice, right? Like, it's like they're so close. You can't I decide. don't think that happens with champs, though. I think in order to take out a champ, you have to knock him the fuck out. Agreed. Well, this would take him out easy. Okay, for hypothetical reasons only. Let's yeah. say their fucking physiques are dead on. I think the IFBB at the end of the day is a business and and they're like, Chris is got this massive following has done all this already. He's done this all already. He's been a great representative for the sport. He's got the right attitude, the right everything. And why would we take that away when he's doing such a good job promoting our sport? Also look this from the other side though, Chris is popular in winning and in defeat. And I think if you also shake things up, you know, by putting someone new in there that does have a really yeah. dominant physique like Robert, you know, and then now you have the story of Chris coming back to win his title back. Yeah. You know, you have a lot of things like this. I think you can look at it from both ways in terms of storylines and making it exciting. Um, and I think this is 
me winning Texas was a perfect example of this because you could have, you could, the easy decision here would have been to have Steve win this show. Yeah. You know? I thought 100%. of that when I was making my I was choices. qualified. Yeah. Steve was absolutely good enough to win the show. Like if he had won the show, it wouldn't have been like 90% of people would have been like fucking politics, bullshit in Texas. Fuck this. You know, mm. it wouldn't have been like that. People would have a, a handful of people would have agreed with that decision as they should have. It was a split decision. Yeah. I would have got it, you know, but yeah. I okay. That. So, so I think, I think I'm not saying they won't let Robert win. I think if he's better, they could let him win for the same reason you just said, is it will make, it'll create some hype. It'll create a rivalry story, all that. I'm just saying if they're even, I don't think they go. I don't think it. Yeah. I mean, obviously past the hypotheticals, I do not think it will be even. I think in terms of the people out there right now, in my mind, is Robert the biggest contender? 100%. Based on that showing, I, I absolutely agree that he is better than Brian. I think he's better than anybody else out there right now. I didn't really know who that guy was until we were tanning. And I was like, this guy is Dennis. Dennis James was training him like two or three years ago. And I don't know where he he's all of a sudden made more progress. He's always been with AJ Sims, but he was, I thought he he was was, working with Dennis for a minute. Maybe way back for training, but I think he's maybe training. Yeah. Maybe doing like what I was doing with John. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I just, that's kind of what I remember. I know he's like a lifetime military guy Yeah, and I know he was competing naturally until like two years ago. Yeah. Well, Well, maybe that, maybe that's why. (laughs) <laughs> that just figures out why all of a sudden he well, made that answers that question <laughs> didn't compete for 19 for 2019 2020 and came back this year obviously with a little extra sauce in the vein those are the guys man that like like the keons like when they are, wait when they wait they just sprinkle a little in yeah, and they grow yeah. like a fucking yeah. weed yeah I mean, and this, this guy didn't just grow he got better like everything about his shape is better his hardness is better like he didn't just get like a supersized version of himself. Dude, I himself. saw him. I was like, this guy might win this fucking show. And I knew Logan was doing it. And Logan, yeah. I think is very, like, is had a nice structure, nice physique. Logan was good at the show. Yeah. Yeah. And Logan, I, I, I was like, if anybody's going to take him out of this dude. Logan's good. But when I saw this guy come out, I was like, there's no fucking way. No, Logan was good. But this was the difference between a second place Olympian and a seventh place Olympian. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Roman, yeah. honest opinion. Do you think Robert Timms can beat? Uh, Chris Bumstead. Let's take a look. Take a look at. Did you watch the classic at all, or you don't really watch that when you watch the live streams? I watched it a little bit, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the legs is the part that might throw it, but I, I mean, he's got him in a lot of other spots. Yeah, and see, this is where people, I, yeah. this is where you know, like I say, the legs look awesome with this physique, but you also have to realize that. It's just like this when people said this with Phil, like Phil should beat Ian. It's like, well, because yes, you're looking at certain areas of muscularity and Chris is still just as good in the up top, except for the arms, but he's significantly more dominant in the legs. And that's going to show in side chest, front double, front relaxed, you know, even through the back, you know, in the back shots and the hamstrings, Chris's hamstrings are outrageous, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The way Chris brought his back up. See, like, look at the difference in the side of that leg. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, that's going to be a big difference. The way Chris brought his back up over the last uh, year, the, for the last Olympia, and with his legs, yeah, the, the the total package might just throw it off with his legs obviously being a little, being a little, you know, on the s- slimmer side. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, as the champion, I mean, 
that that's that's a that's a physique that we take seriously you know like we don't look at that and like fuck this guy we're the fucking best like oh, of course of you know course. you look at that and you got to be like okay this guy's serious you know we got to be yeah. on our game this year or there's guys that are ready to to take it you know yeah yeah i mean this is okay rob to me robert has some better body parts but the sure. overall the overall physique here to me is still better yeah um, Chris, you, you forget like chris is very muscular too, and right? it's and it's different you know i still can't it's that same shit you always say ian his chris has the je ne sais quoi, ne sais quoi. You, can't, <laughs> you can't put your finger on it but there's something yeah. fucking about his physique that, that just is, draws your draws your attention you're like yeah, what the fuck yeah. it looks it's so gonna sick. be you know what it's good for it's good for the classic division though it's gonna make for a lot of excitement and i think a lot of people are gonna want to see that showdown yeah i mean so it's gonna be you got now you know two kind of sections of guys right because you have the tall guys like Chris and Robert, and then you have second place was and- last year. So you have Terrence and Brayon and, you know, the, some guys like Brayon who are trying to fight to get back up to that position, not slip down from third to fourth to fifth. You know, he wants to stay relevant in that division. You got guys like Terrence who want to, you know, defend that second place and work up to the first place. You know, you got guys like Chris trying to get his three P like, I mean, there's a lot of really good storylines in there. It's going to be a good show. Are you um, in bed? Huh? You in bed? Yeah. yeah, that's how he, that's how comfortable he is with this guy. He just lays, he's calls. I'm like, he's talking. I'm like, is that a fucking headboard? Yeah. Okay. It's I, I'm I'm in seeing I'm in Chris's new house in Florida, so I'm there's people like out in the living room. And kitchen. Uh, just, it'd be quiet in here, so I just come in here. Uh, and there's one more one more thing about Chris that I noticed when we were there at the Olympia in 2018. His presentation and his posing has completely changed. He's like, when he when I saw him in 2018 on stage, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay, look at nice. It's good to be here. But the way he posed last year, he had yeah. winner written all over him. Yeah. Even fr- fr- from, the, from the second he walked out until he got his trophy, everything about him said, I've already won. Yeah. 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 And that's that's the difference when you have some when you have a new guy come in, he is still you know when you get to the Olympia for the first time, you're fucking nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know that without even having been there, I know it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the coming up three time champ who's already has all this you know has a program down. He's like confident. He knows he wants to win, and he has won before. That ch- winning changes everything. Yeah. I mean, I can speak to this 100%. I mean, anyone who watches how my attitude was in Tampa versus, you know, I was, I'm confident in Tampa and I, I think Fu, I saw that. But, you know, if you see how I was in Tampa versus how I was in Texas, how I felt on stage, my confidence, my attitude, everything was like two completely different people. And this is also one of the main reasons when people ask like why I was competing again. I mean, this is one of the biggest things for me. I'm not a guy that's like, you know, dripping with fucking swag coming onto the stage like feeling like a million bucks every show you know i i questioned myself i got on stage i you know i stumbled through my posing i'm I'm nervous you know these things and i don't you know necessarily show the most confident version of myself every time i get on stage uh and in texas i 100 did that you know Mm -hmm. guy uh there's so many so many storylines i can't believe it's taken us this long to get to it but you have officially retired yes how the fuck does that feel? I actually, you know, a question I want to ask you the most. I never got to do the farewell speech. I didn't know. I I, actually, I know you didn't know, but how does it feel afterward to get to kind of 
walk up and say goodbye and actually get applause that way. Honestly, what made it better was Bob Chicarello pulled me aside after because he saw me like walking through the hotel and he pulled me aside. He goes, just so you know, he goes, they don't do that for anybody. No. He goes, unless you're like a Mr. Olympia. Yeah. You know, so the fact that like they even did that, he was like, you should tell you who you are in this sport. And I was like, that that means more than you know, bro. Yeah, no. And, and I didn't and think anything of it. Like, I just thought like they knew and they kind of just, he was like, dude, he goes, they made, he goes, they wanted to make sure that like you got your time to say what you wanted to say. He was like, cause they asked me before, I'm like, listen, if you guys want me to say anything, I'm like, cause um, Freddie and Angelica came up to me and I'm like, don't ask me because I don't need to fucking plan or think like, I don't, if you guys want me to say something, I will. If not, then I'll just fucking walk off stage. Like I don't need, and I didn't know when they were going to do it, if they wanted to do it. And I just, and ready for this, when they were, when they told me to hit my last couple poses, when all that shit was happening with the fireworks, but I didn't even see any of that until the photos. I thought somebody well, no. about that in the background. No, I, I know because the, the photographer, is it Walt Whitman? Yeah. Will, Will. Will, Will Whitman. Sorry. I don't, Will. I'm not, we're not familiar with each other, but so he wrote, I saw his post. He wrote a caption that said he ran back and set that all up for you. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool, but, and you're right. They don't do that for everybody. And actually me, uh, me, Paul and, and uh, James joked about it during an Olympia, the last Olympia, because um, they gave the farewell to Dexter after he retired. Remember he walked out and he said goodbye to everybody. Mm -hmm. And James said to me, he's like, uh, you should do another show. So they do that for you. And I was like, they're not going to fucking do that for me. They're just going to be like, and next up is whoever the fuck. And I'm just going to walk off. <laughs> so, so, so I thought it was really cool that, cause you're right. I, I think the only person I know that's not a Mr. Olympia that I think I've seen them, I've seen them do that for is like, Den I think they did it for Dennis James. And Jose Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're in the sport long enough, you maybe get that courtesy. Either you, long enough or earned enough respect. Not, yeah. Maybe not yeah. just long enough. I think, enough, it's, like I think it's important like to, to note too, like people that will leave like an impact after the sport. Like, I mean, someone like Guy has, you know, a personality and an essence and like a, a style to him that is extended far past the stage, right? Like yeah. it's kind of like this hardcore, like blue collar, like work hard and you can overcome shit. This is like a thing that people re remember Guy for. He ain't waiting for me to be retired to give me all these compliments. I'm, I just got very well. We can't do it while you're competing. <laughs> <laughs> these are things that people will remember. Like when you have that conversation, these kind of guys, you know, whether you talk about their bodybuilding prowess on stage, it'll always, Guy will always be a guy that comes up in that conversation. Like Branch, no matter how long Branch has been off stage now, you talk about this conversation, Branch's name yeah. comes up. Yeah. Guys in that conversation. Like this is one of yeah. these things that, you know, these extend past the stage and past the building, right? Yeah. So, so how did it feel when they did finally get you to walk out? And did you even know what you're going to say? Do you have any idea or just ramble through some shit? I, you know, I don't play in shit when it comes to speaking. You know what though? I kind of, I feel like I felt like I, when I listened to I, I it, never do. I listen. never have not, not one speech, not one wedding, not like one best man speech at wedding. Not nothing. Okay. Listen to me for a second. When I listened to it, I'm like, he just, that was off the top of his head. I kind of knew. Right. But don't you think that's one that's one speech that you might want to plan no no i think i would i think if i ever got because to this, that, i'm gonna tell you why because if you plan a speech number i'm gonna two not things. like a three minute speech but i mean i kind of want to know what i'm gonna say right no because then if you know what you're gonna say first of all half the time you don't even say what you plan to say yeah and that's true secondly it's not really like when i talk to people when people go oh like I like to be organic because when you're organic and coming off the cuff from the heart, it comes off different when it's planned. Right. Well, and that's why I didn't, that's why I didn't, does. that's and why like, I didn't call you back yesterday. Well, I mean, like, like, like I knew, like, as soon as Bob, 
fucking said something and I turned and people were standing up. Like I, I thought of like John and I was like already a mess yeah. when, when he gave me the microphone. So I was already done before my mouth even fucking opened, you know? So it yeah. was like, I was like, this is going to, I'm going to, there's probably going to be memes about this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a, uh, no, it was a good speech. I just, I always wondered to myself, if I ever got that opportunity, I might want to plan out like a 30 second, like, you know, my <laughs> no, thoughts, because you right? know, I, I, afterwards I, I, I was like, damn, I didn't mention like, uh, Aceto, but I'm like, you know what? It like I those guys like I've told Chris and all those guys what they mean to me. And that was like in the moment and like who was like really just like there at the time and like like it just it was there was I could have sat there and listed off a hundred people that you know, have go with what, what feels right and what feels meaningful in the moment. And I think yeah. you know when when you've had a career as long as someone like Guy, there's a million people you can thank. If you want to sit up on stage there you know, and, and thank the entire world. I mean, that's, that's one style, but I think, you know, having it just like raw in the moment yeah. with the emotions that were there with what you're feeling and the moment you had, you know, talking about uh, John and these things. I mean, I think that, that I was there and the moment was very real yeah. um, and, and very organic and, and you could feel that. And I think it's, you couldn't have done a better job. So, I mean, I think, you know, how you did it was perfect. Roman, would you, uh, do you want that kind of farewell? And do you know what you're going to say? You seem like the kind of guy who wouldn't give a shit. You just kind of walk off and take your number off. Your You'd be like, <laughs> man, um, I would definitely start crying. And then I would, during, I during, would, you would want the speech and you'd start crying? No, no, no. I wouldn't want the speech, I would, but I would start crying. Okay. And then I wouldn't get a word uh, yeah. out. Yeah. And then the whole, the whole thing would be like yeah. guy said. A, a meme on Instagram. <laughs> guy, guy, did you uh like the the Mike the Michael Jordan the crying. Michael Jordan crying? I'm gonna say this, you know, it was yeah. really cool. And I, I, I and Ian probably knows where I'm going. I actually messaged Melissa, and I go, let me tell you something. I really? said, I go, I thought it was really fucking cool. I said the amount of like bad shit you see in the sports when it comes to relationships. I go, every show that I've been at with Melissa. Like how excited she gets for Ian backstage and like by his side all the time and like screaming and like, and I just mess her. I go, that's fucking awesome. I go, cause yeah. you don't see that often. I go, and I just want to say, like, I was watching you backstage, like getting, I go, and it was awesome to say. That's the way it I go, should be. I, go, I mean, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Right. Like, do you like, see, what, go, to I, her, go to her Instagram while you talk about this though. If I watch videos back of my posing routines, the only fucking person in the audience you can hear screaming is my wife. Yeah. I'm screaming. She's standing in front of me on the stage. I'm screaming and she's smacking the stage. I'm like, <laughs> well, she was side stage and like, yeah, I, I can, I can do my call out. And then I step to the side and she's like, do this, do this. You fuck this up. Make this better. Do this. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like being at a boxing match. You go to the middle photo, go to the middle photo and scroll through that. No top middle, top middle and go through this. <laughs> I did. I did see that. I saw I that yesterday. See that. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's good though, man. I think I think it's important to have that, and I think that's probably a big part, a big reason for your success. Yeah. I mean, oh. if if she wasn't there, fuck. I mean that that extra support system matters. I mean, yeah. Roman Roman just got married. He knows. Oh. Yeah. Especially man like for me, I'm naturally oh. a very what guy. What guy? No, nothing. What are you? What was those? What are you moaning about? I can hear. I can hear little I, noises. You coming. said he just had a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party, bud. Oh, he literally got married like a week and a half ago, or two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Nah, you should hear the shit. You should <laughs> I'm hear just this, kidding. I'm you just... should hear the shit his wife does, man. You would be like, yeah, good. I'd idea. be a fan. Oh yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. Like, hey, good for you. 
Yeah, no, trust me. We'll, Thanks, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go over it. I'll let you, I'll fill you in. So those were the biggest stories in bodybuilding, I think. Well, I do want to mention really quickly before, we, before Ian says what he's going to say. I have so much respect for Phil Klahar at, at 47, I think he is. Man, to fucking to still crap. look to still look the way he looks and actually challenge. No, he's Steve. improving. He's not just yeah. looking the way he looks. He's yeah. better. Yeah. I when mean, he, I just when he turned pro winning the men's here in Canada. He's better than then significantly. Yeah, I you, man. Like when I was I was at Destination Dallas a couple of days ago and hung out with Phil and his wife, and me and Melissa sat down with his wife and like she really told us like Phil's whole story and mm. and if if you haven't had Phil on the show, you should have him. And I want to have him on the show. Yeah. And to talk about this guy's story, man, like it will give you so much more respect. Not that he already doesn't deserve every ounce yeah. of it, but yeah. when you hear Phil's story and like the adversity and like what he's you know done for bodybuilding and stuff, and you know how many other things Phil is very proficient at, and you know how good he is like from a, a mind. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. I want to do like a full his, hour with just, it. Yeah, and his, his mindset, like his 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 state of mind in terms of you know staying out of the bullshit and being a positive guy and like you know these things. I mean. He's just, he's honestly a one of a kind guy that I'm very happy to have the opportunity yeah. to meet. This and I, I want to say something off that because somebody actually brought his name up to me and they're like, why are you giving up if, 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 if that, whatever Phil can do it, he's still 47. And I'm like, listen, I said, there is a, I'm okay with the fact knowing that I had to sacrifice some things to be a good bodybuilder. And one of the things I had to sacrifice is time. And the reason why I had to sacrifice time is because I wasn't somebody. And I know Floyd gets all pissed off my fucking dryer. What were you going to say? Why do I get pissed off? Because I, because I always make it about genetic comment. But if, if in all What's the, the comment? About genetics. Where what? as far as I, I think I'm, I'm not genetically superior to a lot of guys. I think a lot of the guys are genetic. Why would I get upset about that? Because I've said it before you yell at me. But anyway. Your genetics are shit. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> I said I'm saying. Well, you're retired now. I can say whatever I want. Yeah. You know? Okay. So my point is this. In order for me to get where I got. I had to train a certain way because that built my foundation. And at a certain point in my career, I knew this is going to end up being the downfall of my success because the thing that got me to where I was, it was the thing that was eventually going to tear me down the most. And that was training the way I was training, but that was got me so successful. And I was talking to Aceto about it yesterday and I go, you know what? I'm okay with that because I know what I did in the sport and training the way I trained it was the thing that brought me the most success. And it was the thing that ended my career the, the, the fastest. And that's why I brought on John the last three years. But I said, you know what? I'm okay with that. I just want I'm to inter interrupt for one second because I'm in the same boat, but I want to ask one question. Yeah. Do you think, and I, I think about this all the time because me and I you know, have I, similar I, training styles. I don't think it's the training. I think it's genetic. I think training's part of it, but like, I don't think it matters how me or you trained Phil Klahar being that good at 47 is not going to be that way for everybody. No, like Kai green looking as good as he looks at 46 or the fuck he is Dexter the, yeah. that, or Dexter or like, that doesn't matter. Can you, like, can you name somebody that trains very intense? Like the way you, me branch, no, no, no. Orion train and or make it to their forties. I'm not saying, sport. I'm not saying you're wrong. There's probably an element of somewhere in the middle being true. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think when it comes to like a Dexter or a Phil Klahar or a Kai Green, I think genetics are play, play more of a part in how long they've lasted than just their training. Training is probably part of it, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. But when I say I don't have good genetics, obviously that is going to cross over into the gym as well. Right? Like maybe, maybe 
maybe if you didn't train the way you trained or I didn't train the way I trained, or we were a little smarter about it at certain times when we're dieting yeah. or whatever, maybe I could have made it to 42 or 43, but yeah. you know, but would you have looked as good at, at 35? See, this is, this is a good example. I'll give you an example. So, so Jay Cutler is not notorious for training super heavy or super crazy. He trains, he trains a straight sets, not always to failure, just a lot of volume. And he was, his, his physique changed around 39, 40, 41. Yeah. So Jay's a perfect example. Like, you know, Ronnie was fucking hitting his stride at 42. Yeah. So like every, I think the genetic. Sean Roden won the Olympia, what, 44? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So I mean, I think the genetic part plays a role, not just in how big or round or good you look. Well, but Jeff, also how healthy your joints and tendons yeah, and all that's going to be. And you know, you know what I told, I was telling Chris, um, Chris too. I'm like, I can still train for, for the injuries that I've had very heavy. There's a lot of people that probably couldn't handle a fucking. I've seen, uh, I've seen your what I still handle. I've and it's videos. not that I want to be done bodybuilding, but when I'm pressing 150 pound dumbbells and I'm doing it every week or I'm in, inclining 315, 365 and my chest just isn't growing anymore. And I'm doing it for reps it becomes a nerve issue in your body and like a joint issue. And it just, if things aren't firing right, no matter how strong I feel up here, or even when I'm doing certain things, if they're, if it's not, if, if my, if my brain and nerve endings aren't firing the right way and I, I can't flex or hit or, or rotate, or it just, it, it affects your body because that's what we're displaying on stage. And I got to a point where I'm looking in the mirror going, you look like you're 39. Like you, I can see it. And yeah. I don't like that. I want to ask you another question. And I know exactly what you're talking about because the muscle just starts to lose that some of its fullness and some yeah. of its like completeness and, and you, your pumps in the gym aren't the same, but yeah. I don't know if this is true for you, but gathering from what you say on the podcast, your eating habits probably aren't what they were like 10 years ago. No, but okay. So wait a minute. So now that you've said that, that makes me think, and I think about this for myself all the time because I'm so busy with work that my eating is not the way it was when I was 30 and I was full-time bodybuilding. Right. Yeah. So could you still go and would your physique still look good? And would the muscle still have that pop if you were force feeding and nailing those six meals a day? So like what I, this is what I said. I said, I'm 99.9% retired. Like, especially after what I said on stage, like, I would be a fool to come back because I said, I'm not going to be like Jordan wearing the four or five coming back. Like it just is not going to happen. But I said, I've never really just lived life and ate and just trained and not really was so fucking monotonous and worried about like, if it's just eight ounces of 10, I was like, maybe me being a little more loose and just eating how I want throughout the day and like not be thinking bodybuilding and just training how I want. Maybe after a year and a half, two years, maybe my, maybe I'll actually be like, you know what? My body actually looks a lot better like this. And let's see what I could do. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. Cause my injuries are still there. Is there a chance? Yeah, because I'm not going to stop working out. I'm not going to stop eating healthy. I'm not going to stop living the life that I've lived. I'm just, in my head, I'm like, I don't look good enough to be on stage. But if I start doing things differently, like I'm actually getting a um, colonoscopy done because I want to see if there's anything going on in my gut as to why I'm not fucking hungry. Mm. Like, I, I didn't tell you guys in Tampa, I was force feeding myself so much the week of, of Tampa. I actually threw up in the middle of the night in my sleep and yeah. covered the fucking bed and vomit. You've been talking that about never, that for a while. That's never happened to me before in my life. And it scared the fucking shit out of me. So it's um, like, you know, that's, that, that's not fun. When, when you have to, when that stuff starts happening, it becomes not fun. And I, after I hit a certain age, 
being full from the time I woke up in the morning, I'd wake up for breakfast and still be full from the meal I had before I went to bed. And like, I hated living like that. So I missed that. Like, I missed huh? that. I missed yeah. that. Grass is the always funny thing. Is- no, I'm no. serious. I, I listen, it's not healthy. That's why I don't do it. But I miss being fucking full blown off season, fucking jamming in five to 6,000 calories a day. Like yes. if it wasn't, if it wasn't for my health, I would still be doing that shit. What were you saying, Roman? I don't know Sorry. if you remember, if you, if you remember Ian, but I once texted you, it was maybe two years ago, man, if you wake up in the morning, are you still full from the night before? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're, you're, you're you know. full blown yeah. off season. I think we've all been there. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, but the older I got, I don't like feeling like when I was younger, I could, I could feel like that throughout the day and get through. Yeah. I think the older I get, it's like the old man syndrome. I'm like, I can't, like, I can't function. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> all right. So are we, um, are we missing any other big stories of the week before we go on to questions? Ian, you were going to say something earlier. I forgot. It. I missed it. I don't know if I want it. Why? Uh, you got, should I text you? Yeah. It's about me. I know what he's going to say. Say it, say it, Roman. No, no, just wait. Okay. I'll, I'll message you. I'll message you. Can somebody message me about what's going on? Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to fucking say so. So Arnold's is coming up and Kuklo. Oh, yeah. You know what? We could touch on that. So listen, do you want me to bring it up or you want to say it? Go for it. All right. So this is interesting. Um, so a girl passed away this weekend uh, at the NPC European. I, I don't know her name. Wait, I, at apo- the show? I apologize. I don't at know if it was. Show. Yeah, it was do from what I hear and forgive me, anybody listening. I'm not being disrespectful. Uh, I'm just trying to bring a little bit of light to it. So from what I heard, it was diuretic related. Yeah. Uh, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But the, the point I'm trying to get to is, and I don't know if this is where you were going, Ian, but Jake Wood put out a statement saying that he thinks the diuretic use is too much and he thinks, thinks the conditioning is too much and he thinks, uh, you know, I guess this girl was close to him and uh, people dying for this reason is not what our sport is about. And he wants to talk to the judges about possibly changing the way things are looked at on stage. And the reason I wanted to, the reason I'm glad you mentioned this, Ian, is I actually want to talk about this. Is there a way to change that? Because the whole premise of our sport is to look the best you can look as far as conditioning, as, as, as bone dry as you can be and as big as you can be and as all that. So how do we go to the judges and say, let's mark. I think, I think this won't get farther than this because I think any judge that is deep enough into bodybuilding is going to know that diuretics don't make a bodybuilder, you know, and that, you know, that there is people. And I mean, prime example, I mean, like I know tons of guys like the Josh Wades or the Romans or me or guys like this, that can get skinless by working for it and not ever use diuretics. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'd be hard pressed to find many guys that were much harder and drier than I was this past weekend. And I used almost zero diuretics for that. And same with Tampa the week before, you know, I could count how many tabs of total diazide I've used on one finger in the last five shows, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. one tab of diazide. If you add them all up together. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, so when the, there's these insane protocols and people are getting hurt with these things, I think that's, I think that's just bad protocols. I think that has nothing to do with conditioning, also, hurting people. I think people don't pay attention to like self-health 
like, I don't think a diuretic is going to kill you. I think you being unhealthy and taking diuretics could kill you. So I think a lot of people have to pay attention and get their blood panels done and go to doctors and get EKGs and echocardiograms and get scans and ultrasounds because we are in a sport that's unhealthy. And if you are at the, because the day of the show is the, is the unhealthiest day that all these things aside, sorry to interrupt, but all these things aside, we can all agree on these, disagree on this protocols, drugs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, absolutely impeccable conditioning is 100% achievable without crazy fucking yeah. leaps and bounds, whether Definitely. it's excessive yeah. amounts of drugs, excessive amounts of diuretics, you know, things like this. I mean, Doug Miller, prime example. I mean, like you can do these things, you know, look, yeah. we all know that being super, 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 super peeled might not be the best thing for you, but for how short of a duration it is, I don't think it's that bad. And I think that there's a million ways to do it very, very safely. Yeah. And I think when you take people and you take people in a depleted state and you introduce way too much diuretics with way too much drugs, and then you also have people rebounding out of shows, eating crazy amounts of food and spiking their blood pressure through the roof. And you have all these, this cocktail whirlwind then you're absolutely talking about a recipe for disaster. Do okay. I think penalizing conditioning is the right move to do? Zero percent. And I think that the judges will know that. And I don't, I'm not worried whatsoever that this will be a move that's done. I understand for Jake that this is extremely upsetting and to lose another bodybuilder is, you know, is a travesty. I 100% agree with that. I, I don't know the details in terms of what exactly happened to this this lady, what her protocols were, what her existing health ailments were. Okay. I don't know any one, of this. One second. I just want to, I want to get, get two questions answered. Sure. Um, and anybody feel free. Uh, one, is there any way to regulate our sport? And I don't mean drugs. I mean, is there any way to regulate so, the way somebody looks? Because our sport is about extremes. No. So there's no way to do that, right? Like there's always going to be somebody who wants to be a little sharper or a little bigger or a little true. hundred yes. percent. Okay. The yes. second question I want to ask, and this is probably the more important one I want to get to is, is there, or should there be a governing body that certifies coaches or, no, I, or somehow I, looks into what coaches are doing or. No, I think what should happen if they want to be on the straight and narrow is there should be some sort of clear clearance we should get um, when before we do a show as far as health clearance. Wait a minute. I, Wait a minute. By the athlete. Uh, if if you want to do it the right way, then we like anything else. Make sure the athletes are. So healthy. what you're saying is, I let's say I want to do Tampa. I got to go twelve weeks out. I get blood work done. Not twelve weeks out, but sometime prior to the show. Let's you say fine. Submit, so let's say 12. You have to submit something to who maybe it's an IBB doctor. Okay, but wait a minute. Maybe. I'm gonna work, I'm gonna work through it. See if that makes sense. Hmm? Let's say 12 weeks out or six weeks out. Where are you where are you thinking? I, I, this was fucking off the top of my head. So if you okay, the reason the reason I the, okay, the reason I don't think that'll work is because if it's 12 weeks out, you can do some serious fucking damage in 12 weeks by the time the show rolls around. Yeah. And the amount of drugs you can take is not gonna matter if your blood work is good or not. The person can still load a ton of drugs and take a ton of diuretics. So that is like, I don't yeah, know. But if, if a that... per, but if a person, if a person has a healthy heart, healthy liver enzymes, healthy, yeah, but a person with healthy you heart. can affect that over 12 or 16 weeks, but you're not going to fucking, 
you're not going to clog somebody's arteries in 12 weeks. No, no but you can fire. take way, but you can take way too many diuretics and possibly hurt. Exactly. If you take bad. a bunch of potassium sparing diuretics and eat a bunch of potassium rich foods and yeah. or go hypokalemic or you know do but something that's that cause it cause a cardiac event. This is why I say that, that. But that's the but that's the athlete's choice on who they. No, pick no, no. But coach. this is what I'm saying. If they want to, everything is a choice, right? But if the if the IFBB wants to govern things and they want to create some type of regulation. My, my first inclination is to think we need the coaches protocol. We, but then, no, they're, but then they're responsible because they're not because the coaches aren't IFBB. They're, they're well, not the other problem. The other problem is or, or they're not, they're not like a subcontract of IFBB. The pro, only people you can mandate to do anything are people that are part of the IFBB, which would be the athletes. You can't make the coaches. Well, they can't, they, they also can't do that because then the IFBB would be liable if anything happened. hundred percent. They approve. I want, know, I, want, I, know, I want to know what Roman thinks on this. Yeah, Roman's been pretty <laughs> – sorry, Roman. <laughs> is there Roman, any way to regulate – Roman, you just got to cut in, bro. Yeah, man, you gotta, he's too nice. You gotta, <laughs> is there any way to regulate everything to make things sure no. these things don't happen? No, because we're all human, okay? There's no way to regulate anything. And like Guy said, this is a personal decision. Yeah. Even if your coach, your coach might might prescribe you um, a certain amount of diuretics, a certain amount of insulin, both of that can kill you in an instant that day. Okay. No matter how healthy you are. Yeah. And it is your responsibility as an adult to at least at least check what you're taking. What is it? What what I have in my hands here, and then. Um, get possible side effects, you know, and then decide if the possible side effect is death. Yeah. You might not want to take that or you might want to talk to your coach about, you know, how, how safe is this and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's a personal decision to basically put your life at risk by taking a diuretic. Roman ready for this. And I'm glad yeah. he said that. I'm ready. Because Look at the position that I was put in during a certain show. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to fool it because I called you. Okay, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate. And hold on. And I was like this. And I go, I was told to do A, B, and C. And, I, uh, and in my head, I know it's a bad fucking move. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate right? here. Hold on, go ahead, right? Wait, wait, let me just interject here before you do this. I agree with you and everything you're saying. I think that, the, that taking personal responsibility is key but you're also talking about four guys here who have pretty good extensive knowledge that have you know been in this game for a while that have a pretty good understanding with chemicals and diuretics and all these things we have to understand that this is not the case for a large majority That's of competitors going. and i hate to play the gender role here especially for top level female competitors i know how no i know melissa knows a lot I know, I know one bajillion times more than Melissa about drug interactions, about possible things. So as much as I 100% agree with you and you need to take ownership, when a drug says take 15 Bumex, you should say, okay, probably not. But I also know that that's not always going to be the case and that there's going to be people that are, mis are uninformed um, and I, that they're just going to do what their coach tells them. But it also comes back to this. I tell people all the time when, when people go, Oh yeah, you might know my coach, so and so, and I'm like, no. How, who's your coach? Oh, the, the, you don't know. But this guys? is no. where I was. But this is where I was you going need about to a also as the athlete. 
Make sure you do your research on the fucking coaching. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. This kind of goes back to what I was saying. So if there, if we know there, it, just hold on a minute. This is my, this is my Italian. You did the reverse this of Italian. This you is were here. This, this is my Italian here. <laughs> so, so is it player wants to hire? Is this the Middle player. Eastern thing? So this is what my point. So listen, this is my point. And this is oh, wait, wait, so before you say this. No, an NFL player, an NBA player, all these, they can go hire outside coaching that doesn't need to be authorized by the NBA. That's fine. They're not taking copious amounts of drugs. So my point yes, is... they are. Well, not, the, not at our level. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is... Nobody's a doctor here in this world, so it's all fucking irrelevant anyways. You're, all talking, be, about, you're talking about the IFBB sanctioning people to write prescriptions. No, for, no, no, no. Listen, I'm not saying that. I'm just, listen, I'm just saying... No, one, write protocols for illegal drugs. I'm not saying write protocols. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying... If you're an IFBB pro, and this is just a hypothetical, we're throwing out, fuck, we're brainstorming, right? Like we're, maybe we're trying to solve an issue that's happening. So would it make sense for the IFBB to say, if you're an IFBB pro, these are the number of coaches you can use. These people have no. been approved or no. certified by the IFBB. No. no. What is this, no. NASM? What do you mean? It doesn't yeah, like you like that like that well, like IPV isn't NASM, bro. They're not you're giving also, out fucking. You're also taking away. You're also taking away the prerogative. What if the bodybuilder says, "Well, I want to do my own prep. I don't. I don't use a coach. I, I yeah. do my own prep." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm doing my own prep, I can now go say, "Okay, one million Bumex, forty units of insulin every meal." Like it's yeah. it, it's imp it's impossible to reinforce, you know. So what are you look, excited I, about? I understand. What I want to know why guys cheering. Because you said 15 Bumex and 40 units of insulin a meal, I was like, "Let's do it." He's like, "Fuck oh yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, let's do it." Look, I understand, and I, but then you're taking away choice from the bodybuilder, which you cannot do. Um, you know, this is a sticky situation, and it's it's very very difficult. Um, and you know, obviously, because we dabble in so many chemical compounds, it's there's always going to be risks. Is there so, a risk? So we just have to settle. So basically, what it is is, as professional bodybuilders, if this is a life you choose, then you just have to, like Roman said, you have to use your fucking instincts and your research skills and we take responsibility for our own yeah. shit and there isn't really an answer my my one of my best friends called me he was like i'm so happy you retired he's like because after the past couple of years he's like he goes you ever think like you know something could happen to you because you know a lot of bodybuilders and and the freak things that happen i go you cross my mind all the fucking time every I fucking think, day think, every day every day and i was like but you know what i said uh, because he wanted me to retire years ago and i was i said the stress of me not competing when I still want to compete is probably going to kill me before anything. I think, I, I'd rather not be stressed out and unhappy than be happy doing it is what I do. And I, I think that it can be done in a very healthy way or healthier ways. And it can be done in a lot more unhealthy ways as well. But that's up to the person to decide. Like when I did an interview, I said, listen, Back in the 90s, there were there were not things that were readily available that were ready available in my prime. There are things now that are readily available that weren't even around when I was at my prime that people are doing now that at 40 years old, I'm not going to fucking do because of my age and because of health things and because of choices. But that's always going to be the evolution of how the bodybuilding thing goes. And you have to be you have to know when you're entering this sport that if you're going to do it to the bodybuilding level, especially of a professional there are a lot of unhealthy things that come with the sport, even though working out and eating healthy, we always talk about how much of a, of a grand scheme going to the gym is and doing cardio and eating healthy, but there's a very unhealthy balance that comes with what we do. And if you're not doing the proper things to make sure that you're okay internally, then that's 
shame on you. And if you're working with a coach who doesn't, if, you, if you're okay with working with a coach that doesn't, doesn't have an exercise science degree or doesn't have a kinesiology degree or doesn't have a nutrition background, if you're okay with that, then that's on you. That's you know what the simple guys. answer is here? The simple answer here for everyone, no matter the level you're at, question everything. Yes. Question everything. And if they can't give you an answer, they're not a coach. There's something you're unsure about and that makes you feel even a hint, even if it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable because of your lack of knowledge, question it, okay? Question it, do your research, do these things. And if there's something that you read and it makes you feel slightly uncomfortable and you question your coach on it and they don't give you an answer that makes you feel comfortable, bye-bye, the end, that's it. And this is where, look, you don't need to have a ton of knowledge. You don't need to have any knowledge. You just need to be able to take ownership for your own health and take responsibility for these things and question the things that could be potentially harmful. And in this world, when you're talking about drugs, assume everything is harmful. Everything you put into your body can be potentially harmful and question it. And if you don't feel comfortable with the answer you're given, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth doing something that could potentially be fatal to look 1% better on stage. I can Bill, absolutely fucking guarantee you that. Bill, people. he told me in 2013 when I was doing a show in North Carolina, I called him about a question I had. And he goes, if you have a potential of doing or taking something that can make you 2% better or 10% worse, it's not worth doing. Never, never do it. Never. And this is this is how I think I've really come into my own in terms of bodybuilding is by the less is more mentality. And, you know, it's, it's the don't do the, anything that can compromise, like you said, 1% better for the potential 10% worse. And when I eliminated all the variables that could potentially make me worse, all I ended up with was what I actually had earned and worked for. Hard muscle and good conditioning that was there without any diuretics, without any funny tricks. And when you're left with that, it's very hard to fuck it up. You it, know? It, like, out, out of, I don't know about you guys, but out of all the Roman, or out of all the protocols I've ever done, the one that seems to be the fucking one that like is literally the dumbest down simplest one is like you just follow your protocol the day before the show you just need a little bit of dyes that you you should just use a little sprinkle maybe a quarter to a half if you need it and that's it it's like a little bit of dyes the day before the show that's it like i see like that for all the protocols that i have done to me throughout the years that's the one that i've used the most and that's the one that seems to be the easiest and works the best do you know why that doesn't work most people can't decipher, especially I'm talking about more amateur on amateur level. Most people can't decipher between fat and water. Yes. So you'll get a guy who's like still got five pounds of fat to drop, but his coach or himself, I've told them it's just water. Don't worry. We'll get it off. Yeah. And then they end up taking a fucking Lasix and a fucking diazide. And the guy looks like complete shit on stage because now he's flattened out because he's flattened out and he's still fat. Yeah. <clears throat> so what I think a lot what of happened, people, it's what happened one, to me. One, one second. If, this is what I don't think people realize. And this is what Ian's been trying to say pretty much the entire podcast. When you're actually in shape, when you're, when you're finally like 100% ready to get on stage, you won't need anything. There really isn't that much water. Like when I hear people, you know what I used to hear people say? I dropped eight pounds between the night and then the morning of the show. And I'm That's like, horrible. that you fucking did something way wrong. Like answer, This is the question you should answer to yourself. If you don't think that you could get on stage and be 100% confident with how you look without doing anything to it. How, whatever you're doing at one week out, one do week that out. and step on stage. That's right. If you don't think you could do that and be competitive, you're not in shape. That's how I know when I did Tampa last year, or sorry, uh, yeah, Tampa last year, or New York, or the Olympia, or Tampa this year, or Texas, 
my look at one week out would have been 99.9% just as competitive as the look I stepped on stage yeah, on. But I, yeah. but I will say this, and I've said this to my clients, you cannot be 100% peeled with zero diuretics. Yes, you I, can. I can agree with you. At least, no, you need at least a sprinkle That's of not true. something to take that little bit of water that off. That is not because true. Every, I, 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 you might say that. I'm going to say that if somebody goes, you're saying diuretic, as a matter, as I would a probably fact. say if you used a quarter of a diuretic, you probably would look better. That's not true because if you, I, if you manipulate, me. I'm telling you what I think. Okay, that's fine. Um, so what I'm I, what I'm saying to you, the truth is, is if you manipulate manipulate minerals properly, you don't need yes. diuretics to be 100 ready on stage. And I've done it twice. With John, I, with I don't John. think you can reach your fullest potential without a little bit of diuretic. Those were my best looks and the two shows. Your best looks. That doesn't mean it. That doesn't mean you couldn't have been better. Well, you could. I mean, that's a ridiculous statement. Anybody can. Be I better. don't think you can be as a bodybuilder. I don't think you can be your all-time hardest with zero diuretics. That is my what I. I'll okay, tell you. you're entitled to everybody. You're I entitled to your opinion, but and, I don't and want. I, and I barely take any. I'm like Ian. I take barely anything yeah, you're entitled that. to your opinion but i don't want to put that out in public because i don't think it's true for everybody no i'm just telling if, if anybody that knows me i've said i'll say it on your podcast or a million others i don't no, think no. Can. and that's fine that's fine that's your that's your opinion but i don't want people thinking out there thinking that they have to because they don't because i won like i beat michael lockett that's not fucking easy the guy's fucking peeled like i've won shows with zero diuretics but i okay, know so I then there, then there you go but I, but I know what I, I, but that doesn't mean that was my best look. And I looked my best. Well, I, I don't know if I agree with that, but regardless, the point is the point I was trying to make before this is what Ian is saying is one week out, obviously there's probably maybe a lack of fullness. Maybe you need to carb load a little bit, but I'm one not, week, I'm talking about body fat and yeah, condition. one week at one week out, you should be able to look and see all the fucking pretty much the same detail you're going to see on stage. If not a percent or two off. Yes. So these people that are taking like mass amount, you know, it's weird too. And I see people doing like diuretic, uh, week diuretic, out. diuretic plans that are fucking a week out or they're starting like aldactone for a week. Yeah. I'm like, why are you fucking doing that? And high amounts of aldactone. Yeah. I've done aldactone three or four days out, but like 12.5. Yeah. I see guys are doing like 50, 75, hundred, hundred for five. Roman, 10. Roman, you're peeled all the time. Do you fucking take any diuretics for a show? Take a little something like a half or a quarter diazide or something. What I've done was. Uh, a quarter, a quarter, quarter of the Lasix. Yeah. That was when I was my, here's the difference. What guy said, he said, you cannot be your all time hardest. Yeah. But I think there's a difference between your all time hardest and your all time best. Look. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah? That's a good distinction. Because yeah. I have looked super fucking shredded when I won my pro card. Like to the point where people were saying this is this is actually disgusting. Yeah. yeah? That's awesome. <laughs> and then, yeah, but but I looked, I think I looked better, for example, at the last show that I did with Ian yeah. in 2018, where I've taken no diuretics and I was a little fuller, but also a little softer. So that was my that was, a prime example of this. Yeah. Okay, I'll, that was a better look, yeah, but I wasn't as hard as I was when I won my pro card. You know what? That's a good way to distinguish it. Okay, so I'll give this to you, Guy. You definitely, like he said, I think you get drier, but doesn't mean you're going to be better. Because, I because like, when I, so those two shows I did with more than two, but the shows I did with John, we 
didn't use diuretics. And maybe I was a little more shredded when I worked with Chad, but my, I was better when I worked with John and we didn't use diuretics. But do you think if you actually found the correct balance between them both, it, it, you could have actually, I'm not, obviously you, you got it to a hundred percent for your physique to win, to win a show. But I'm saying, do you think if you actually found that perfect balance between being full and just the the time, whatever diuretic you use. like, he said he used Lasix. I never used it, so yeah. like, there's things that I haven't done that I'm like, maybe if I just use a little Lasix and never touch dyes, I mean, but I don't that's know. Also, that. that's also a, a cult, like that's a European thing. Yeah, that exactly. That was what I was. Gonna no, say. I know a lot of guys that use Lasix in the states, and I just but that's a country it. difference. I know over there, like especially in Europe, using loop directs in, in small amounts is much, much, much more common. Even bikini girls like over here that'll use a week's worth of aldactone over there will use like 0.25 milligrams of Lasix. I know it's like- Do you think the girls use, since you said that, do you think girls are more prone to using diuretics for higher, longer periods of time because yeah. they don't have the, they have higher body fats to begin with and, and things can be looked at well, differently because, a lot easier with women than they can with men because with guys with exactly. water subcutaneous or in the muscle or glycogen loading, like it's like Fouad said, you can, you can screw up being flat versus being fat very easy. What, Women, it's a lot harder because there's a lot more underneath the skin and they have a higher body fat percentage. Why? Yeah, and I, I, think I, think the risk, I think the risk of women taking that, I've seen women take substantial amounts of diuretics compared That's, to a guy. I Even bikini girls, I've seen bikini girls slam aldactona for high amounts for a week. Yeah, I, I yeah, see what you're saying, guys. It makes sense because the girls right? don't have to be full in the muscle, so they can exactly. afford it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because, and also because of women and just their natural hormonal balance, they're going to hold a little more body fat and like yep. and water in there especially the harder extremities you know their hips their glutes their their thighs you know and i think a lot of them think that if they just hammer diuretics it'll it'll enhance that look like have you ever guys said oh the bikini chick oh she looks kind of flat yeah and they pound that they take a ton of that like you know um okay so turning from that i hope i i hope if anything came from that conversation people listening just realize they're taking if they take a lot of diuretics they realize that they don't have to take Yes. Nearly the amount they're taking. That's, I mean, that's this is an example too. I mean, like even when I was here in Texas and I was talking to all the other guys, I talked to Martin, you know, I talked to Phil Lahard. I talked to these guys, these guys that are achieving laser fucking sharp conditioning. They're peeled weeks out. Generally taking little to almost no diuretics. And that's because they're the guys that are willing to actually work for the conditioning okay. and realize that it's generally making their physiques worse and not better. And one more, one more point. I took one eighth of a dot. Like I nibbled a corner off a of 3725. But what I'm saying is we're all saying the same thing. Fuad saying you don't need any. And all three of us are saying you might just need a little. So it's, it's, it's yeah, either yeah. zero to a very little bit. Can so I that's make, a general consensus. Can I make one more point just for newer guys that might be competing? The reason the, 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 the one of the biggest reasons it's not because we're all so fucking health conscious that we're like, Oh, don't take diuretics. Just take a core. I mean, if it worked, we would take five. The reason is the, I'm just being honest. The reason, right. the reason is, is because it's too risky. It's less risky to get peeled in shape ahead of time, like a week out, two weeks out. And then from because if you, take, because if you're taking like a, a full diazide or something, even if you're shredded, let's say you're shredded. You take a full diazide, it could do way more to your body than taking that eighth or that quarter. So yeah. we want we want to take as little, little diuretic as possible so we can gauge and measure exactly what's going to happen to our body the well, next is, day, the next day when we step on stage. This so, is what I said. It's it's how I've 
really nailed my look is eliminating possible variables. That's you know, what I'm you trying start to say. introducing things that are unpredictable, like lots of diuretics, the potential for your physique to get worse is, is generally more percentage than it is for it to get better. You can, the re- you but can, the reason, the, the reason I brought that up though, is I just, cause I know there's going to be people, people out there that are saying, Oh, they're just lying because they don't want to say bad things. No, I'm no. telling, I'm telling you guys, if it fucking worked, we would take more. The reason we don't take, this is the reason we don't take more is because we're trying to be safe, safer about measuring how we're going to land on stage. Yeah. So, but what you said, what Ian said, this is one thing that I learned. Once you put it in, you can't take it out. Oh yeah. man! So if you put yeah. it in little amounts. You're or, on the train. Or, or, or once you're triples, on. You can gauge it, but if you take a half or a whole diazide and things start to go down a rabbit hole, you can't th- take the diazide out because once you swallowed it. So I tell people. Start with a little and just if you need to, you might just need an eighth, and that's it. Yep. Anybody who does take a half because the general consensus everybody takes a half a dime. And and this is all, this is all very manageable by just being in shape. Yeah. Just get in shape. Just get so lean that your glutes are fucking striated, your hamstrings are cut up to your glutes, and that everything is detailed without anything. If you can't post a fucking a progress shot from the back two weeks out, with peeled glutes and feel good about it, then there's something not right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ever, Dorian you... Gates, I heard Dorian Gates say a, a very good gauge for that. In the seven or seven. It's, hi, it's hyper he, extended. It's hyper extended. He did. Guys. He really exactly. extended that yeah. finger on that. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. He said, I can't stop staring at robots. Once, <laughs> once, once your skin is like this. Yeah. Like on your like on the back of your hand, on your whole body, like on your lower back on your ass, on your thighs, then you're in shape. Yeah, if it's not like this, okay, you're there's not in shape. to lose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's still fat to lose, exactly. Right. So I got a story. He said fat on your ass. I was leaving Texas, right, in Houston. I went from Dallas to Houston. And I was staying at a hotel in Houston for another sponsor. And underneath the TV, there was a, a ledge that went from one side of the room all the way to the other side and it was uh granite and it was like they, there was like two chairs so you could like sit and like put stuff there eat i was getting my bag fucking packed uh in the morning to leave and i bent over to go fucking zipper the bag and it was dark because i was like fucking half out of it because it was 4 30 in the morning dude i bent over to fucking bend like to uh zipper my bag and i i wasn't looking i bent over and my ass cheek went right into the side of the fucking counter and I have a gash on my ass about that long. And it hurt so fucking bad. I panicked. I was like, I thought I was going to have to get stitches. <laughs> it hurt so fucking bad. And I took a picture of it. And I was like, holy shit. It was, it was bleeding. I had to put a piece of paper towel in my fucking. Course. All this stuff always happened to you. The weirdest shit yeah. happens to you. Oh, dude. I, I was in the airport. I had paper towel in my boxer briefs because the cut was bleeding. Can was, I see? Can I? I'm sorry to interrupt. Can I see your hoodie? What hoodie? The hood one you're wearing. Oh. Does it say not in front of me? Yeah. I got to buy one off of I need one of those, man. That's fucking awesome. Just send me your address. You're going to say gonna, you're that. not going to send it to me. I have to send you some money. Shut the fuck up. Were you supposed to send me something a little while ago? I never got it. It's probably because I didn't send you the money. You should send him some money. Buy the damn sweater. Uh, <laughs> I'll no, buy the swell. I, I bought Ian's. I, I bought told Ian's. you what happened. Yeah. I bought Ian's shirt. I support my friends. No, buy you, I, don't want, I don't want money from you, fucking loser. Um, I'm text you though now because you're an idiot. What are you texting me? Oh, don't worry about it. Anyway, um, okay, Roman, you want to answer some questions? Go ahead. All right. 
I'm gonna do the finger now. I'm gonna yeah. do the finger now every time. You have to do the hyperextended though. It has to like be back a bit. Yeah. Go ahead, just read your text real quick. <laughs> I did. I did read. It. Uh, okay. This is. I don't want to answer any more important questions, but why are so many bodybuilders anti-vaccine? I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm not. Okay. I'm Let not. Me answer this. I'll answer the question though. It's because bodybuilding as a whole generally falls with people that are more conservative leaning which happens to be the side that is more anti-vaccine it's just because of an alignment of of personality types that's all i don't think most logical people bodybuilder or not are anti-vaccine they're just anti being forced to do something i'm just what i i don't like i gotten flu shots i gotten vaccines when i was a kid like for school my problem is this i had covid i had a blood clot in my leg one of the vaccines gave you blood clots. The other vaccine affected your heart. I would rather say, you know what? Since there's not a lot of research done on the vaccine, my parents got the vaccine. They're in their fucking mid to late sixties. Like there's a reason they got it. Me at 39 years old, having COVID and a blood clot and there not being enough research done in my personal opinion to be okay with injecting it into my body with the health issues that I've had. That's why I decide to not get it. I might get it down the fucking line. Who knows? But for right now, yeah, but the what you're, here, what you're saying here, wait, wait, what he's saying here is the premise is that you should be allowed to have that choice. Yes, you sh- yeah. it should be you're allowed to have that choice. And if you don't want to get it, that's great for you. If Roman decides he wants to get the two vaccines, they come up with a third booster, they come up with a 19th booster, they come up with one just for people of specific German heritage. Well, then he can get that too. If you can cut your fucking balls off and become a woman, I can fucking say I don't want a vaccine. Exactly. How's that? It's it's. You want to take your balls and make it? Gonna be the, that's gonna be God the. That's gonna be the. God bless you. If I don't that's gonna be the. Uh, leave me alone. That's gonna be the title of this podcast. Yeah. Fuck. Guy it's, cuts his balls off. And becomes no, a- if you want to cut your balls off, I'm fine with it. I, I don't want to take the vaccine. That's like, gonna be a fun one. We have all these. We have all these gender you know, roles and things. All right. Sexes and this and that, and I, I, I have to be forced to take a vaccine. Like, come on. Let's do a uh, funny one. Roman, who will okay. place the highest at this year's O out of everyone on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, since only one of them are doing it. It'd be Roman. Ian. Yeah, Ian is going to place Ian, the highest. Ian, James, Nick. And Nathan. Ian, James, Nick, and Nathan. I'm not. Don't ask me. To, I, I am a little concerned about Nathan. Nathan, <laughs> or, Nathan or Ian. Nathan or Ian. Really? That's the, you're, with, that's the way you're going to go? Out of sympathy, I'm going with Ian. Out of sympathy. Oh, shit. Sympathy. <laughs> I, I'll take it. Ian's like, I don't give a fuck what it is. I'll take it as long as I I win. agree unequivocally. <laughs> uh, if you could have one song play every time you walked into the room, what would it be? Well, it depends what room I'm walking into. Are we talking about the gym? Or are we talking about like... You know, a room with my family. Not like your, like your intro. Here, here, Nelly, here comes the boom. <laughs> yeah, you need an intro song an for intro. every for life. Huh. That's tough. Nelly, number one. I, I'm, music for me is a big mood thing. It depends where I'm yeah. going. Yeah, but if you had to pick like one entrance song for the rest of your life. Yeah, but what's that, that it, song? <laughs> fuck, what's that, that hip hop song Phil Heath came out to that one year that was so sick? Grinding? No. Out here grinding? Uh, all I do is win, 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 no matter no. what. Oh, the, no, the other one. Fuck, which one is it? Uh, Your singing voice is impeccable, Roman. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was 2017. I think it was out here grinding. I have it on my, my That's no. what I said. I think so. I think it was right. 
Wow, that's the first time you've ever said that on the show. This song. I know the song. Roman, what would be your song? What kind of music do you listen to? Uh, it depends on my mood, I, but I... Do you listen to... Okay, stop. I'm going to get demonetized. Roman, do you listen to, like, angry German rock? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what I picture. That's what like I picture. Ramstein. Yeah, like Ramstein. Is, Rams, is Ramstein, Ramstein, like, uh, actually, like, played in Germany? Or is it, like... Just over yes. here. Th- no, they play there. I've been there. No, I just don't Dude. know if we think that over here, but over there, they're like, yeah, they suck. No, they play it. Just, just for you, I'm going to post a video today of me squatting when Ramstein was playing in the gym. <laughs> 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 All right, so Ramstein is Roman's walking but music. I don't like it. No, 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 no. Definitely no? not. What, what do you listen to? Um, I listen to a lot of hip-hop, also German, German rap. German and, hip-hop? Uh, What's that sound like? Can German you post right. a squatting German video yeah. to that? <laughs> post, a, post a squatting video to that. I know, but when I think of the German language, I'm like, that's a really harsh rap. Like, it's... have you heard like French hip hop though? Oh, I yeah. don't think it's that bad. French? No, French is more like Kauderwelsch. Like, would you? Is there Italian hip hop? <laughs> I'm sure there yeah, is. there. Yeah, there is actually. I saw a thing on it on Vice. Um, <laughs> Vice. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. People are like, "Oh, you watch his Vice." Fucking liberal. <laughs> I watch Tucker Carlson also, so fuck you all. I don't care. Um, I watch everything, so nobody can say shit to me. Um, all right, guy, music. You didn't even pick a song. Wait, I did. You did. Everybody see how nobody decided anything, and Fuad throws the question to me like wait, all three. No, Roman, picked- Roman picked German rap. No, he said no, 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 like, he didn't pick anything yet. No, not nobody oh. picked anything. Pick it right now. I'm picking something Eminem. Good choice. Uh, no love. Eminem, no love. Maybe uh, Eminem has, has no apologies. That's a good one, too. Yeah. I'm picking Eminem. Guess who's back? <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Can I tell you guys? Can I, just, trash song of all. can I tell you guys a story? And I, I'm not trying to change, change the mood of the podcast. I just want to tell you guys a story because it's fucking... I thought of it the other day and it fucking made me laugh. I was at John's uh, helping a pose for the Arnold because the one, the one Arnold he did, he asked me to come help him with his routine because he liked the routine I did in Vancouver. So I was at his house, me and Ken were there and we were helping him do his routine and we finished it all up and everything. And then I think Ken left or Ken went to bed. I can't remember. And then I went to sleep on the couch or I was waiting for him on the couch. We were going to do my diet after something like that. He's like, I got to do some cardio. He goes downstairs in his like ASICs and his, you know, his fucking warmups on and fucking <laughs> goes downstairs. And all I hear is fucking NWA blaring from the fucking basement. And I'm like, <laughs> John, I'm like fucking John Meadow. I'm like, what? He's a closet hip hop guy? Dude, it was the coolest thing I ever fucking, I'm like, what the, f-? that was is total fucking shock. I was like, hilarious. Yeah, I just, I just, it, it just thought of it the other day and I were talking about music, but it was like, uh, it was just so fucking unexpected, right? Anyway, I'm sorry. It, just, it was it came to mind. That's when you posted about like like about phrases he used to always say to me, "Add a baby in the gym, yeah. add a baby." Can I tell you something? So I, uh, the last two weeks, I've been training by myself on purpose, yeah, in, in my gym because there's nobody there. So just it's been like a little bit therapeutic, but yeah, it's really fucking strange. It's like I can hear him, and I've been 
doing a lot of the training stuff we did. Yeah. And it's like, I can hear him saying five more, five, like, he, cause he yeah. would say like, and it's like, I can fucking hear him while I'm training. It's really crazy. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to change the mood of the podcast. I just wanted to, it just, I, I thought of the, I thought of the music, the music thing made me fucking laugh my ass off. Um, anyway. Okay. Guy, you didn't pick any music. Um, I feel like it's a Metallica song for you. Why? I don't know. I don't know where I get that from, but I feel Unforgiven. Like is that is that what it is? Am I right? That's a good song. Unforgiven is a great song. But I don't know. Like I get more excited training to like rap. I, I listen to both. Like my playlist. Like you know, I want to know what's crazy. The past fucking like. It, do you ever go? Like you know, when you're in your head. Like when I'm in my head like that, I listen to like very different music. Like well, the past like two weeks, I've been listening to like country, like because I've been an emotional fucking mess. Yeah, you gotta. Listen so I've been to in the gym listening to country music, like like, and I've never done that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, like because like the things that I, I'm listening more to the words now, yeah, for like yeah. meaning rather than like a beat and just nonsense. Well, it's like Nick. Nick is like works out to like Evanescence and shit. Yeah, like he likes that really calm. Yeah. yeah, which is like almost crazier if you think about it. Like somebody who listens to like calm music. Oh, I have they... a friend that was in Celine Dion. I'm like, dude, are you serious? Big fucking Jack. Oh, my buddy Oral. I'm like, you listen to Celine Dion when you train? He's like, yeah, I love listening to love music. I'm like, You're Jordan crazy. Peters. Jordan Peters uh, once said that he would listen to the Lion King soundtrack. That's not crazy. It's That's... Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine walking by somebody and seeing it on their phone and shit? And the way he lifts and then looking at the music and be like, what because the fuck? Because it depends fuck? where your mind goes. Like, you know, even when you talk to James and like James was like, he doesn't, like when he does a set, it's like a control. It's not a, like a, you know? It's yeah, like, I, you need to think of where your mind is and what music suits that mind state, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what my song would be. I have so many fucking favorites. I like what fires me up the most, like training is music. That's like. Lately I've, lately, I've been on a Johnny Cash kick lately. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea why. It just like, it's been coming up on my fucking playlist a lot. Huh. Uh, I sometimes do, I sometimes do no music. Just, I can't, I, my gym. I can't, unless there's nobody around me, I can't listen to fucking everybody's sidebar conversations and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the premise. I have my gym down in the basement yeah. uh, downstairs and there's nobody there. Yeah. And then I, uh, there's no music. Sometimes it's only like, you know, my breathing and weights clanging and I like, that. Oh, yeah. When I did, I did the ice bath again before my show and I did it for the first time oh a couple months ago. And I did it for three minutes, but I did it with just going in the ice bath at Michael Johansson's house. And there was a lot of people around I me. Mean, Branch was there fucking busting my balls. And I went for, you're supposed to go for three minutes. So when I went this time. How can you not do three minutes? That's so hard, man. No, it's Bro, not. If it's okay. that cold, that's three minutes is tough. No, it's, it's not. It's literally the tub was filled with ice. Don't be pussies. Anyway, <laughs> but I did it this time. And I, I, my, I was just like, I just want to do a full minute longer than I did. I wanted to go four minutes. And I went this time and I'm like, you know what? I'm putting my headphones on because I want zero distractions. And I just want to look straight ahead. I don't want to hear all the, because there was like 35 people there. I put my headphones on and went in for four minutes. I didn't even fucking, I didn't even fucking move. So music can really change your mental fucking clarity and really fucking like, I never been zoned in 
in my entire like the way I was for that four minutes in an ice bath. I, I I like put my headphones in and went in and I was like, whew. I want to get this thing. So this is Morosco Forge. I saw uh, Rogan use that. I've been looking for like an ice tub. Is that just outside? We used to do. I used to do. I used to do ten to fifteen minutes after every leg day. Bumstead just bought the, a gigantic chest, full-size chest freezer and fills it with water and ice and, and stays cold yeah. all the time. Yeah, this thing, this thing makes its own ice and filters yeah. its own water. Really? Yes. So it's like, you, what do they run? Well, this 10, thing, 20, so they have a bunch of different sizes. Grand. No, 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 no. Listen, so they have a, uh, they have a personal size that's, uh, I believe, $4,000 $4, or somewhere in there. That's it? Yeah, but if you want to get the, this is the thing. That one doesn't come with the filter. It makes its own ice, but doesn't come with the filter. If you want to get the filtration system, so it filters the water every week, it's an extra three thousand dollars. How about you just go with a hose? Well, you can do that, but then you got to empty it yourself every week and fill up yeah. new water. You know what I mean? It's a fuck. Well, I wanted to do it for me. Yeah, it'll go stagnant. You don't want to fill it. Yeah. I want to fucking. I'll put I the just hose want, on while I cut my grass. I don't want to do anything. I just want to get in and get out. You are a fucking lazy <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> You don't even want to turn on a motherfucking hose. I don't want to do shit. I want it to be in my garage. Just Bob, Bob Weatherall has like the best one you can get of this. Really? Yeah, it's like 15 grand, the thing he has in his backyard. Oh, it's yeah, there's some really expensive ones. This one altogether was like seven or $8,000. So US. Yeah, US. Yeah, so I thought this would be good if I could, you know, maybe swing it for Christmas or something. I don't know. Wood looks nice, too. I like the look of it. It looks cool. Well, yeah. that's the other thing is I thought it was a nice kind of look. Now, is it only is it only cold, right? It's only cold. Yeah, that's yeah. not a hot tub. There's yeah. some that do both, but those are like 20 grand. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, something I'm considering. Oh, while I'm on this topic of blowing money, uh, I need some advice. What? Car? <laughs> I made lots of money in the last two weeks. No, I don't need money. Uh, well, I, I could always use money. You want to give me some of your money? No. Um, so I bought, I got rid of my truck. And I bought a Cadillac. That's a what? Escalade. Nice. Yeah. Good choice. I like it, but I don't love it. I kind of miss my truck. I kind of miss my truck. What do you miss? Just like the, the, like, you know? Yeah. It's like the Cadillac. It's really, it's, oh, it's really fucking nice, honestly. They're but it's beautiful. like, the new it's, Escalades are so nice. It's kind of cushy. Like, it's almost yeah. like it makes me feel a little old manish. Oh, it's nice, though. It's fucking balling. <laughs> you still have a fucking car, though. I got the Trackhawk, yeah. Well, then yeah. what the fuck do you need a truck for? You're good. Well, trucks are cool. Yeah, I but thought, you got the Trackhawk so for fast boy mode, and then you got this for fucking luxury boy mode. You know? I, thought about, I thought about trading the Trackhawk for a TRX. That way I have a truck that's fast as fuck. Yeah, do it. You want to see the gash? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? How did you back into a fucking thing? I just fucking, I literally bent over. And it, the corner was like right here. And I just bent over real fast. And it was like somebody just stabbed me in the ass. This podcast is hilarious. For sure. Bodybuilding and bullets is kind of going to cut out <laughs> the size oh. of my ass. <laughs> he's still in good shape, too. Dude, he's going to cut this part out. But you just showed us. Your... <laughs> Look at that. You look good, though. You're still in shape. You haven't got fat yet. I saw your post the other day. I, I didn't figure out my car situation here. Can somebody please fucking help me? Yes, yeah. don't get, the cab, don't get, get rid of the Jeep because no offense to Cody, Amy, or you, Jeeps are fucking gay and get yourself in a real truck. Hey, Jeeps are not gay. That's way fucking yeah, out cool of line. You're way out of line. They're cool because they have a big engine, but they're not cool because they're fucking Jeeps. Hey, I was at in Houston. It's cooler I was at, than your fucking Kia. 
Listen, I, fuck, fuck you. Yes, it is obviously. <laughs> right, the owner. Of I know it's cooler than my Kia, the but it's also three times the price. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the Trackhawk was fast, or that like the the one that you have. My buddy has the the fucking Hellcat the Durang- Durango. The Durango. The Hellcat oh my Durango. My owner of Choice Botanicals, the Kratom Company, took me in his new fucking uh, Tesla. Oh, that yeah, thing awesome. makes fucking my yeah. buddy's Hellcat look like. And I thought I thought my car was fast until I drove my buddy's Hellcat, and I thought yeah. that was ridiculous. Yeah. I thought that was ridiculous until he took me in his Tesla. That thing might Dude. be the fastest thing I've ever been. But it doesn't feel like a car. It feels well, like a, it, it feels like a spaceship. Like he hits a gas electric gas ride. Gas. It's just like okay. Yeah, wait a minute. Can I can I say something about this? So people when they buy cars, and this I've I've fallen victim to this too. But people when they buy cars will look at like how fast zero to 60 time, blah, blah, blah. Or how good is it in the corners and shit? Like I was just saying, I'll give no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm agreeing with you. It's fast as fuck. What I'm saying, I'm just trying to kind of make a broader conversation. So my brother had a Porsche 911 turbo S Yeah, and I, and I had my Corvette Z06. And so he comes over and he, he drives my car and he's like, look, I know for sure my car is faster than yours. He's like, but your car is louder, it's manual, and it's more fun. And I think that's the difference with like the driving cars. experience is everything. Yeah. Yes. Like those those Teslas are like zero to sixty in like two point eight seconds. Oh, they got they got no character though. Yeah, but there's no feeling. Like there's it's, no character. No yeah, yeah. It's it's so feeling. I would take like the sound and a manual. Oh, absolutely, like, uh, yeah, hundred. I the only yeah. thing that I said was I thought the fucking. Oh, I agree with you. Fast. Until yeah. I drove, until I was in that. I mean, yeah. you have a hundred, That's all I said. I didn't say I liked it better. I didn't say it sounded better. No, I didn't no, say no, no. I agree with you. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, 100%. you have a hundred percent torque and a hundred percent horsepower at zero. Bro, it it's like flipping a light switch on. Just yeah, it rips the ground like like nothing. It it just goes. It yeah, goes yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's electric. It's on or off. It's and just, it's scary. No. It's actually scary fast. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you guys another question. So, if I was going to have one car instead of two, yeah. What would you get if you could only have one car? Get yourself a TRX then. Yes. I would. I just watched a review though. And the guy who said he's spending like two or three hundred dollars a week on gas. Yeah, the gas because of, of how bad how bad they are. It's like the guy said he was getting nine miles per gallon. But which, you're gonna you're gonna still have the escalade. Oh no, I was saying oh, if I got no. if I was gonna get one car. Oh, if you're actually gonna have one car. If I was just gonna get rid of both cars and have one car. If I was gonna get rid of both, then at that point I would get myself like a luxury SUV, you know, like one of the ones like a like an RSQ eight or something, you like know. Like an X5M or something like that. Or yeah, or like an RSQ eight, you know, that's like fast as balls. I feel like, like those good... are too I feel like those are a little too small though. I don't like the the way they look. The RSQ eights are big, man. My one of my friends has one, it's nice. Yeah, I think Dorian. I think Dorian might have just got one. And like they have a fast engine, and then they have a good growl to them. They still are luxury. Like you're getting kind of yeah. the best of everything in that. That's what I. That's would okay. Get. It's a nice car. That's a nice car. I mean, and I'm not even saying just RSQ8. I'm saying any like luxury, you luxury know, the, SUV, you know, you know yeah. a Mercedes SUV that's a luxury with the big you know twin turbo. BMW SUVs are nice. The X's are nice. I like the X5M a lot. Yeah, yeah. I almost bought one of those. Yeah, the X6 is a little smaller. The X5. I said. I, is I think I said. Yeah. Yeah. Is X6 okay. smaller? X6 is one, yeah, but the, it's the M versions. Are, yeah. No, the M versions are way nicer. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, what were we doing? Questions? Before I got us off track. One more question. I gotta go. Holy oh, fuck! Where we've been going two hours. I didn't realize how much time it has. Okay. Look at this meal. Look at this rice. Look at the fucking sl- the, the the mound of rice. <laughs> oh, did you wait? Did you guys hear what this motherfucker does? 
to eat his fucking rice and pasta. Oh, God, you have to hear this. Uh, dude, if he blends, I don't want to hear it. It's no, 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 you've got to hear it. So he, he steams his rice in the, in the rice cooker, right? Cooks his rice in the rice cooker, right? Okay. Yes. But he also, tell, tell him your beautiful recipe, Roman. Roman, are you going to be one of these dudes that just is going to disappoint me now? No, this is good. <laughs> he's going to no. unfollow, unfollow you now. <laughs> no, this is going to impress you. This is good. It's just uh, you put rice and uh, whatever pasta you like, like, uh, you know, bow tie or something, both in the rice cooker at the same time. You <laughs> and I also add um, son of a bitch flavor, <laughs> and he adds like he adds bolognese powder to make it like just like pasta. <laughs> let me show you. Let me show and you what he, I. And then he just cooks it all together, and then just fucking just just gross. <laughs> what part? What this one? That's got to be. It looks it looks delicious. Tomato. Have you never had the North stuff like this? Me? North? No. Roman, Roman, you got to come here and I got to make you real pasta and real sauce. You're never <laughs> going to do that again. Sauce. Okay. <laughs> the last question. Would you, would you ever suck a toe? Obviously. Like, I, like, yeah, I've been there, done that. I sucked Melissa's toes this morning. Did you really? <laughs> no, but I did like two days ago. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I sucked a toe. I'm not a feet guy, but if there is <laughs> really, are you that big a foot guy? Like two days ago, you sucked a toe? Not really, but I don't know why. Since <laughs> I, I don't know if like what it is or like the last few days we've been having outrageous amounts of sex. So I was just in a toe sucking mood, you know? Is it because you're extremely confident right now because you crushed two shows? Yeah, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Let me put that pussy in a coma. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm the king. I show you what's up, bro. I'm the king. <laughs> I like, sometimes you. the feet are here. And you're just like, toe. Yeah. No, I don't, yeah, I don't, not a toe. I can't, I can't. I'm not, a, I'm not a foot guy, but I'm not saying I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Look. When was the last time you sucked the toe, guy? Within the past year. I know, I know your most recent. Look, if I'm horny, <laughs> if I'm horny in the mood. <laughs> If I'm horny and near Melissa, there's almost nothing I won't put in my mouth. I agree I, with that. I, I, I'm, I'm like when I'm when I'm when I'm ready to go, there's not a lot of stuff I'll say no to. Exactly. I go for the main body parts first. Shocker. Well, I'm just saying I don't I don't mess around well, with toes. Well, well, yeah, but I I didn't say if I was fucking balls deep while the toes was in my mouth. <laughs> Roman, you, you don't know that I was. Fucking her with a toe in my mouth. Is it making so better? Maybe I did go for the big body parts first. I wonder if it feels better for her. Like, I wonder if she could feel you sucking on her toe if you're pounding away at her box. I, I didn't I know that when you pound away, your toes go numb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean it that way. You fucking asshole. <laughs> I meant like if you're being like as a woman. I like think she's apathetic to it, and that she could care less whether I'm doing it, it's not enjoyable or not, not That's enjoyable. what I'm saying. Like, can you feel it? Like, does it even matter if you're being like fucking, no, I know? think it's, I think at that point, it's just like, if that's what he wants to do, put it, your fucking toes in my mouth. I don't give a shit. You know, Roman, when was the last time you said <laughs> on a toe? Your mound of rice. My wife hates that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She doesn't like a lot it. of girls don't like feet stuff. Yeah. Does it feel weird mm -hmm. to say my wife? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> my wife hates that. Like he's, it's like been married for like 10 years.
Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Yeah, so but Ian's a toe sucker. I'm an anything sucker, bro. As long as it's not, as long as it's on my wife. Yeah, but it sounds like you're more of a toe sucker than the rest of us. It's been two days. Yeah, I've had sex fucking like 12 times the last two days. Yeah, I've had a bunch of sex too, but I haven't sucked on any toes. Well, congratulations to you. The trophy's in the fucking mail. Yeah, I know you're doing okay for yourself, guys. I know you guys are doing great. Maybe maybe you should put some toes in your mouth and you'll be a happier guy. Come on. I'm happy as fucking. What are you? I said happier. Is that the. Oh, this is. (laughs) Ready and willing. Ready and willing right there. Yeah, Yeah, you want a fucking foot, motherfucker? All right. Would you. Would it's funny, it- dude, that we have these conversations that it's we're at t- Tampa Pro and my, we're at the check-in. My mom meets Guy and she's like, I feel like I know you from watching the show. Guy's like, don't like, watch that shit. No, 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 I go, don't watch that show. Don't watch that shit. You're not supposed to watch that. Isn't like, that this is a case that. in point. Case in point right here. You know? Isn't that so embarrassing? We do this stuff and it feels like. Dude, honestly, like I, when when like, like women like that or like I watch your show, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I got a fucking. I got I'm like, I, I start going through like episodes in my head, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Uh, Go ahead, Roman. Ooh. I got a really, really fucked up story. Really. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, gotta go. After this, we're, we're sitting at the table eating. My phone rings, and I see Springfield, Massachusetts. Hmm. Like, I don't know anybody in fucking Springfield, Massachusetts. What was that? So, <laughs> I answer it, put it on speaker. I was like, hey, man, this is Jeff. I'm like, Jeff? Jeff who? Yeah. I'm thinking all the Jeffs I have in my head. Like, uh, Jeff Saigo? I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. What Jeff? Yeah, this is Jeff. You're the guy with the big feet, right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you the guy with the big feet? And I said, I think you have the wrong number, man. And then I hung up. So I'm thinking, how the fuck does anyone get my number in yeah. fucking Springfield, Massachusetts? And then I think I always squat barefoot. Oh, no. And I recently I have squat, uh, posted a lot of squat videos. So this guy has somehow fallen in love with my feet, found out my number, and called me. About your feet. You're the Bro, guy make the big fucking feet. money, dude. Sell some socks, bro. Yeah. Tell me I'd be some fucking in the shit out of my Send him some foot videos. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, that's not gay. I've sold yeah, some we just, punch for some good coin. Yeah, you, you should put the title, um, uh, put in the title that guy is showing his feet in this video. <laughs> oh, then it'll get all the foot uh, fetish. The, the, foot fetish. Yeah, that's wait right. a second, fetish. Wait a second. I'm going to help you out. <laughs> you go. Oh, you're going to have that guy like this. There you go. This guy's going to be here. Roman, here. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Roman. Keep it out here. Here. Oh, my God. I, here, I'll join in. Yeah. Oh, wait, get it up. Wait, wait. There we go. For all you guys, jerk off to this. Here. You like that? Bro chat. <laughs> Bro chat. <laughs> Rub right. one out to that, pal. <laughs> all right, guys. That's a good way to end it right there. All right. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, we'll see you, boys. Later, guys. Thanks, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.